Hey guys, it's Renee from Throwing Down with Renee and Misha. We talk what Pena's win means for Kayla Harrison's future. We also discuss if me and Misha would ever do a shoey. Ugh, here we go. Juliana Pena now sitting pretty atop of the bantamweight division. I think that kind of leaves uh, the open-ended question of what this means for Kayla Harrison. A lot of people have been wondering what's she going to do, where's she going to sign. Uh, it seemed like maybe Dana was opening up to the idea of having Kayla Harrison step into UFC and seeing this Kayla Harrison versus Amanda Nunes fight. Um, where does this leave Kayla Harrison? Misha, I know, obviously, you were at UFC 269. You were seated not too far from uh, Kayla. I saw you posted a picture together on Instagram. What Did you get to talk to her much at the fight? What she? What's her deal? Where's she at? I did. I had a great conversation with her. And she definitely felt like Amanda was going to win the fight. And uh, she's just told me how incredibly gifted Amanda is that she's like, oh God, if I could, you know, she, she was saying I work so hard to have that, those kinds of gifts and it just comes naturally to Amanda. Um, but I didn't get a chance to talk to her. She kind of disappeared pretty quick after the fight. And now seeing the video, obviously I was screaming and excited and elated. And, <laughs> and uh, as the place was clearing out, like I wasn't, I was just still so in the moment. And uh, I have to wonder if she's pretty upset about the prospects of that UFC career. Yeah, I mean, here's Dana White handing out 50 Gs to people all up and down the card. And uh, Kayla Harrison looks like she lost out on potentially what could have been a lot of money if she were to have had that fight with Amanda. I mean, I don't know if she was... Obviously, she's upset to not have that fight if that's taken off the table, but also to see her teammate lose. It's kind of hard to, to tell what it was that really got under her skin on Saturday night. Right. But I definitely think looking at this for her potential legacy, she takes the biggest loss Yeah, out of the three of them. Definitely because, stalls any momentum hmm. she might have had. I mean, as people are wondering where she's going to sign and what she's going to do, to have that taken off the table before she could figure out what she wants to do sucks. Absolutely. I, I think, m you know, money-wise, the PFL has taken really good care of her. I wouldn't be surprised to see her do another year another tournament why not she make another million dollars i mean that doesn't sound like a half bad idea she yeah, has two kids yeah. that she's adopted and she realizes she has to also consider their needs as well not just being the best in the world um but i think ultimately this might put her over in bellator mm -hmm. um because that fight with cyborg still has the massive appeal i think that the fight with amanda doesn't I mean, let's be honest, it doesn't have the appeal that it did before because we were all kind of searching for someone to be able to take down the indestructible Amanda. Yeah. And now little tiny unassuming Juliana Pena has done it. So where is the appeal now in having Kayla come over and, and do what we thought maybe only she could do? How do you think Kayla would have done against Amanda? Well, it's a very different fight. We can't say that just because Juliana beat Amanda, that that means everybody or even Kayla beats Amanda. Kayla yeah. doesn't necessarily have the striking um, grit or ability that Juliana has, but Juliana doesn't have the, the, the judo pedigree 
that Amanda has. I mean, excuse me, that that Kayla has. So they're they're two entirely different fighters. And truthfully, I don't think very many fighters have the kind of tenacity and just will and never give up mentality that that Juliana has. And that's what I think won her the fight. It it wasn't even a skill thing per se. Um, it was her will to win. And she broke Amanda before they ever hit the canvas. Amanda was was a broken woman in that octagon. She knew that the inevitable was coming and that she had already lost that fight before she ever tapped out. She lost that fight halfway through the second round when yeah, she started missing. It. Yeah. So, and I don't know if that plays out the same way with judo, with, with a, a, a judo background and we haven't seen a whole lot of Kayla striking anyway. So I don't Maybe know. Maybe Kayla Harrison starts rethinking her career in pro wrestling. Maybe I she know. goes back down that route. She was pretty adamant sitting, <laughs> sitting next to her. Some people were saying her to, about that before the fight happened. And she was like, no, you know, I uh-uh. fight for real. I fight for real. So we'll see. But I think she may just end up doing another season with PFL and, or, yeah. or and Bellator or both potentially. Um I was still interested in seeing her fight Cyborg, even though we've, we have seen Cyborg, but she's taken her loss before, but she's been dominant over there. Mm-hmm. And uh, I want to see how, how um, Cyborg does against somebody with that judo background, right? How Cyborg does, because we never got that fight with her and Ronda. We never got right. that. And this would be kind of the closest thing that we could maybe see is, is, Ju- is Kayla come in there with, you know, the bigger, a big, strong woman who is equally as physically impressive as Cyborg. Yeah. So, so I, I, I'm still very interested in that fight. I'm more interested in that fight now than I am having her fight Amanda at 145. Who else is there over at Bellator that would be in that 145 category that you would want to see Kayla fight? Is it really just Cyborg? Um. Well, yeah, there's Cyborg. There's Katzengano as well. I think that might be the next one for... But that's the other problem is that there's not a ton of women over there, but they are trying to develop that division. So if she wants to rule the roost and have... You know, fresh opponents. Kayla over in PFL is great, but she's fighting at 155 pounds. There, if you thought 145 was scarce, 155 is non-existent. Right. Essentially, so Kayla has actually um, two of the women that I know of, and there's probably more that were in the tournament. Three actually that I could say for sure used to fight at 135 pounds, now fighting at 155 pounds. I mean, I'm sure Kayla doesn't enjoy the idea of... I mean, that would be like me fighting somebody who fought at 115 at one point and just got yeah. fat and happy and went up to 135. I'm like, oh, cool. Like, is that what I really want my best competition to potentially be? Is yeah. is former 135-pounders? So I think she still is really torn between... Do I do I take the money, uh, uh, you know, and, and the easier, or do I do I take the legacy? And it's a question that any parent would. That's rough, right? Any parent would have to ask themselves more than once because, as an athlete, you want legacy. You want the lasting. Uh, I was the best in the world. You want to be able to say I was the world champion and I fought the best and I and I was the best or I am the best. But as a parent and as a you know, responsible adult, you're kind of like, yeah. yeah, but how do I just walk away from a million, another million dollars? Like, right. I mean, yeah, I don't know how spot. you could. It really is a tough spot. Yeah. And like you said, it's like 
when you only, you know, depending on how many fights you think you have left versus, yeah, I mean, just having that money on the table. And like you said, she's just adopted a, another kid. So that definitely that like parent responsibility starts to weigh heavy on you. But that can be a difficult spot to put yourself in to make decisions off of things based on money. Yeah. So it's, 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 it's a tough spot to be in. So I think she's torn a little bit between the two and potential Bellator is the happy medium, you know, maybe yeah. one more year, stack one more tournament of checks behind her. She's got another million dollars. She'd be sitting on, then come over to Bellator and fight cyborg. Because if you beat cyborg, it certainly does not hurt your legacy. Yep. If you're Kayla Harrison, right. It adds a lot of credibility and who knows what the 145 division in the landscape yeah. will look like. In another couple years' time, maybe the UFC will have more to offer her there. Hi, everyone. This is Heisman Trophy winner and NFL quarterback Doug Flutie. I'm excited to tell you that my podcast, the Flutie Flakes Cast, is back for the entire football season. I may have played like 21 years of professional football in three different leagues, but I'm still just a big kid, and I absolutely love this game. Every week, we'll talk about the topics I care about and bring on super fun guests. So please subscribe today wherever you stream your podcast or listen on the SXM app. Include it with most subscriptions. The Shoey. Are we a fan of the Shoey? Personally, I am disgusted by this. I don't really have uh, much desire to do this, but I'll tell you somebody who does love it is my guy, the Texas rattlesnake, Stone Cold Steve Austin. Did you see this uh, taking a shot out of a shoe situation? Uh-huh. Would you do this? Would you participate? Renee, I have to think that I'm one of the toughest people on the planet and that, <laughs> and that, you know, honestly, not very many things gross me out. I mean, I grapple with sweaty, stank ass, nasty dudes. I mean, I've had, ah! I, I've had, I mean, I've, and, and it's just like, I just do it. It doesn't really bother me. Um, I'm not a germaphobe. This makes my skin crawl. I, I, just, I just can't. I, I don't I'm I like rewatching the footage of it right now. So many people like have their shoe out ready to go. Like they want their shoe to be the chosen one to be drank from. Like, that's fine. I don't mind somebody drinking out of my shoe. I don't. But I don't even want to drink out of my own shoe. I would offer mine no. up as the vessel to provide the, the liquor. Certainly. Yeah, but I might I might do that. Like, depends if they're my Jimmy Choo's. Probably not. But well, that's what I was going to say. Does it matter <laughs> depending on what the shoe is? If it's in a Louboutin, if it's in a, a Louis Vuitton, is it in a Jimmy the Choo? What are our options? The way that I would do this is if it was a brand new shoe. Like nobody had worn okay. yet. Pull it out well, of the shoe box. I mean, but I, I know, but that's not the point of it, right? <laughs> Isn't it supposed to be kind of gross? No, this I is think like equally the stankier, as gross. the better. Oh. Yeah, I mean, for some, maybe, I guess that's the, 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 the intrigue about this. But this is, is equally as disgusting as if we just poured a beer on the floor and just took a straw and just started drinking it. Oh, you know? but like who started this? That's who was like, thing. you should take a shot out of my shoe. Also, how much of the, uh, the shoe is like absorbing the, oh my God. It, it That's makes why me I wouldn't offer my shoe up because I wouldn't want to be walking around in a wet shoe all the rest of the night, you know? No, no. I'm also soaker. kind of, I like to be comfortable and warm and well-fed and I like my beer, not from a disgusting shoe. But Ty <sighs> Tuivasa, I'm officially going to start calling him Ty Shuivasa. That's, That's a good His one. name has been changed. He's, he's Shuivasa. Ty Shuivasa. Oh, uh, and like even like the term is like shoey supposed to be based off of like a shot ski? Is it supposed to be like in the same I realm think, as that? I think so. I'm don't I'm don't quote me. I'm not the professional on this, but I think so. And I okay, also would think you, that he gets how about fined. This? I think he gets oh. fined from the commission every time he does it too, because you know you're not supposed to have a beer until you get medically checked out from the from the the 
Doctors oh, is that a thing? Like, yeah, you can't drink alcohol. You cannot consume alcohol until you've been medically that makes cured. sense. That makes sense. Well, okay, how about this? Would you take a shot out of like a bra cup? Why does that not gross me out as much? Is that is that weird? Well, it depends. I'm not it as depends perturbed. because some bras can be gross. I mean, titties can get weird, but not <laughs> like a foot. Like feet bring a whole other yeah, level of like Yeah, but you know shoe people stank, walk around sweat. like even 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 though it's not the bottom of someone's shoe, I always walk around in my socks a bunch before I put my shoes on. My shoes, yeah, you know true, what I mean? Like true. my it's and I, I don't know, here in Vegas, Ugh. like like my kids' feet are always black no matter how much I clean the floors and how like it's just it's just gross and then they I, they put them in their shoes and it's just gross. I don't know. I just Or gross. like what if the I person can't. was wearing like old socks? Like old socks can bring a whole stench in their in their yeah. own. Yeah. I just, yeah, I can't get behind this. You know what else grosses me out that I don't know why this is a thing is when people eat food off of other people's bodies. Like, you know, when you see like the sushi on somebody's body and someone eats right. that off. That doesn't Hell, bother me as much. No. It doesn't bother see, me. Like, it, I, don't I don't like know. it. I, I, well, I mean, that doesn't bother me as much. It does not bother I, me as okay, much. Okay, but, but if you like, had to choose, so you're going to say you would eat off of a naked sushi girl's body before you do a shoey? Yeah, 100%. Me too. But you know, you know what's funny though is that <laughs> you know what my issue is with the sushi on somebody's body is that I feel like it would make the sushi like body warm. temperature. Yeah, That's what I grosses hate warm, me out like, more than anything. Neutral sushi. There's nothing worse because either it'll be hot or cold. Yeah, it's like you might as well eat it from the gas station and fucking thoughts and prayers to my butt. It's a bad combo. <laughs> maybe just put not- maybe only hot sushi <laughs> off a of body. Maybe you know then it's like a warming tray. It's like a warming yes. tray. Yeah, give me like a baked deep fried roll off of somebody's body. And yeah, and then it's like a little salamander. It keeps everything warm. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. No dice. Hey, how many were you having? Were you throwing back some cocktails at the at the event? Oh, for sure. I Hell oh, yeah, yeah. I, I was uh, what I start with. I started with a good old Moscow mule. Oh, never, very nice never fails me. And then I moved to the, the hard seltzers and I just kind of kept it kept it going with the hard seltzers until I was oh, ready yeah. for bed. That's smart. Yeah, seltzers at least keep you in the game longer because they're not like super strong. Yeah, they're not low super calorie, sweet. so you're not yeah. feeling so guilty the next day. Not a lot of sugar. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's, not it's so a bad. safe bet for me. I yeah, like seltzers. No. I completely agree. Well, hey, the shot ski is a thing. Oh, wait, not the shot ski. The shoey. The shoey is a thing that exists. Uh, I guess people are probably doing them in the crowd too, right? People, does everybody do one or? Yes. Well, okay, we're getting a strong yeah, a lot of people, here. A, a lot of people do. They, they get excited for that. I think that the shoey Vasa fans. Well, I saw one guy in the crowd do it and it wasn't even a shoey. He just was so excited. He poured the beer into his shoe and it was full of beer. And then he just like threw it all over himself. I think he got one sip out of it. I'm like, I'm pretty sure that's not how it's supposed to work. I think you're actually supposed to chug the beer, but he just also, bathed himself in it. That was like real early on in the night. At that point, you're it just was. stuck sitting in your own shoe beer stench. Ew. Yeah, yeah. And, and you're, yeah. Ugh. And you're all you wet. You got to go no. home or, or you got to go to the merch stand. Do you guys have a merch stand at UFC? Do they have like UFC shirts that they sell? They do. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm sure they do. I, I very rarely go on that side. I'm always in the bowels of the, I yeah. come in the back way and I just move around through the tunnels and then I That's get the my way happy little ass to the seat. Yeah, that is yeah. definitely the way. To do. do you ever go up? There's um that other little spot up in the the middle of like the arena. Shit, what's it called? Is it the Budweiser area? 
where there's like the other little cocktail like the, area. The way top, like way up, like the not loft the area, not like the, the not the tippy oh. tippy top one, the one in like the mid level. Maybe it's like the Jack Daniels lounge. Oh yes, I have before. Not for That's UFC events, spot. but for like hockey and a couple other events like that, for sure. Was it so weird being back out at an event and just like surrounded by so many people? It was insane. People were yeah. crazy. The event was sold out. I forgot what that charge feels like. And that's why I told yeah. you, I think I'm really excited to, to get back to that because it's been, it had been so long. And when I came back, I was like at the apex and it's kind of like, wow, it was no big deal. But the, but the fans brought this crazy energy yeah. and I think I'm ready for it. Hell yeah. She's ready. Let's do it. Throwing Down with Renee and Misha is part of the Sirius XM Podcast Network. The show is produced by Michael Russo and Kelly Murphy. Sound designed by Nari Balin. Andy King is the director of sports podcasting for Sirius XM. Special thanks to Sirius XM Senior Vice President of Sports Programming and Podcasting, Steve Cohen, and Sirius XM Fight Nation Program Director, Marissa Rivas. Serious XM Podcasts.